You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Welcome to the VOR Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today on today's broadcast on our program as we are going to dive more into this topic the Holy Spirit, the revealer of the last days. I don't know if you got to, you got a chance to go ahead and go back and hear part one and part two. Both parts, we talked about what the scripture is talking about in John, John chapter 16, where it says that the spirit of truth will not only lead us to truth, but it will, it will reveal the things to come. It will reveal the future. So many are looking after other people who seem to be hearing from God but they're leading them astray. And we also talked about what this looks like. What is this, the spirit of Antichrist? How that is the sign of apostasy and the revolt that we're seeing in these last days. That's part two. Let's continue as we are talking about the Holy Spirit, the revealer of the last days. Like I said, we've been doing a deep study, diving deep into understanding the Holy Spirit. We have done several programs on the Holy Spirit. We've done teachings, sermons, and messages, prophetic word, all about understanding the Holy Spirit. I believe it's going to be so important. It's going to be so vital to the believer, so vital to those who are operating in the kingdom of God to be able to operate in truth, where we're not deceived, where we're not led astray, where we're not duped into believing a lie. It's easy for people to believe a lie because they refuse to receive the truth. We talked a little bit about the spirit of Antichrist, what that means to test the spirits. And I want to talk today a little bit about the final days that we're living in, the signs that you have entered into the final days before the return of Christ is when a spirit of iniquity, the spirit of lawlessness, a society that rewrites the laws of the land, does away with restraints, idea to do away with the law to do away with morality. When you do away with morality, then you reject truth and embrace lies, errors, and deception. We call that a reprobate mind. That's a person who is void of morality. They're void of conviction, pain, or sin. That's when society gets to the point that the scripture says that the Antichrist will be revealed. To be revealed means the apocalypse. Apocalypsis. It's a Greek word meaning the unveiling of what has been hitting. Let me interject this. What if the church is not taken out of the way before this happens? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the rapture. Do you think many could be duped if it doesn't happen the way it's been taught? We're so used to someone else teaching us, and we don't search the scriptures for ourselves. There was a passage in Scripture in Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, verse 11, where Paul praises the noble Berearians. 
because they searched the scripture to see what he was saying if it was of God. They did their due diligence and read the word for themselves. When you refuse truth, you will fall for lies and deception. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Let's read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's read it. Let's go to the Amplified, but I'm not going to look at the Amplified. Let's go to the New King James. Let's start with that. Now, brethren, I'm in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Church of the Thessalonians were concerned that some were teaching that the rapture of the church, the catching up, the gathering together to him already had happened. But Paul is assuring them to not be shaken in mind or troubled because it's not going to happen until this next thing happens first. Look at, look at this. Verse 3, let no one deceive you by any means as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Verse 5, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things. All right, let me go back here. Let's look at this again. Now, let's look at the Amplified. Let's go to the Amplified Bible. Let's look at it a little bit deeper here. Oh, I like this. Now, in regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm reading from verse 1, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1, from the Amplified Version. It says, now in regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to meet him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly unsettled or alarmed, either by a so-called prophetic revelation of a spirit or a message or a letter alleged to be from us. He was saying, don't be alarmed or unsettled by this so-called prophetic revelation. They were sending this letter saying that the day of the Lord had come, that the rapture had already taken place, and that people had were still there, that the day of the Lord had come, or the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ to meet him. Let no one in any way deceive you, that word deceive means to or entrap you, for that day would not come unless the apostasy, the apostasy, Paul is referring to a specific future event. He's not talking about what is going to happen then? He's talking that there's an apostasy coming. He's talking about the last days. He's talking about a future time. That is the great rebellion. It's in, here we have brackets. It says, that is the great rebellion, the abandonment of the faith by professed Christians, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, the Antichrist, the one who is destined to be destroyed. Verse 4, 
who opposes and exalts himself so proudly and so insultantly above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he actually enters and takes his seat in the temple of God, publicly proclaiming that he himself is God. Okay, that was a lot to take in, no? You see, when we're dealing with scripture and prophecy, we need to look at this thing here. Let's give it a little bit of a summary here. The Antichrist is going to arrive on the scene during a time when truth has been completely rejected and there is no more moral standards. We're getting close, but the stage is not ready yet, but it's coming. That's the spirit of Babylon, the spirit of the age, the age of deception, the confusion. Then the son of perdition, the Greek word here is opaleia, the son of doom and destruction. Okay, so already we shared that the spirit of Antichrist in, in part two, that the spirit of Antichrist has already been here. The spirit of Antichrist. It's preparing and moving the masses to accept this leader that will be the son of perdition who will lead even the elect astray and follow after the beast. There will be no doubt about the Antichrist's intentions. He will be the counterfeit, and yet many will accept them as the Christ. That is why the Word of God warns us and points us to the signs that we are to continue to keep preaching the truth because the gospel cannot be silent. The gospel cannot become silent. I want to read the rest of this here. I want to read a little bit more. Verse 7. For the spirit of lawlessness, what is the spirit? Well, for the mystery of lawlessness, meaning in brackets, rebellion against divine authority and the coming reign of lawlessness is already at work. But it is restrained only until he who know restrains it is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one, the Antichrist will be revealed, and the Lord will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to an end by the appearance of his coming. Verse 9, the coming of the Antichrist, the lawless one. One is through the activity of Satan, attended with great power, all kinds of counterfeit miracles and deceptive signs and false wonders, all of them lies. And by unlimited seduction to evil and with all the deception of wickedness for those who are perishing because, because they did not welcome the love of the truth of the gospel so as to be saved, they were spiritually blind and rejected the truth that would have saved them. Because of this, verse 11, God will send upon them a misleading influence or a delusion, an activity of error and deception. So they will believe the lie that in order that all be judged and condemned who did not believe the truth about their sin and the need for salvation through Christ, but instead took pleasure in unrighteousness. Wow, that's a lot of description there. Let me read it from the King James. We kind of broke it down right there. I was in verse 7, right? It says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only. He who restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Then the, lawlessness, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all powers, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteousness and deception among those who perish 
because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Verse 11, for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Whoa. Wow. That's a lot there, isn't it? How many times do we read that and we just look over things? We don't understand it. We don't understand prophecy. It's because we need the spirit of truth. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. We need the spirit of truth to lead us into all truth and to reveal the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit is already here on the earth. Many are waiting for another Pentecost to come, but it already happened. The Holy Spirit is already here. It just needs to be quickened and come alive in you. Many are waiting for revival to come to their church, to their denomination, yet we are carriers of revival. It's just it hasn't been fully activated in the body of Christ. Religion has blinded and has caused division among those who call themselves spirit-filled, but they have no sign, no evidence, no proof, because they deny the power of the Holy Spirit. Go back and listen to our programs that I'm doing on the fruit versus the gift. Too many are operating in the gifts of the Spirit and have no fruit. You will know them by their what? By their gifts? No. Jesus said you'll know them, that they're true ministers, that they're truly come from God by their fruit, by what they produce, by their character, by the characteristics that they carry, their Christ-likeness. You see, Stephen told the religious leaders, and uh, I believe it's in Acts, Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is Acts chapter 6. And he goes on and he's given this dissertation of Scripture. And he's going through this and they're listening. But then he comes to a part in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. He calls them, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in hearts and ears. You're stiff-necked, stubborn people. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you have now become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. I said after that, they became angry with Stephen. But look what it, but, but why am I talking about this? You see, he told the religious leaders, you stiff neck, you stubborn and uncircumcised in heart and ears. They thought through circumcision naturally, but he's talking about they're not circumcised. They haven't been examining themselves and their hearts and their ears. Their hearts are hard and their ears are clogged with wax. They can't hear. They can't hear what the Spirit is saying. You always reject the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you, which the prophets did you not persecute? The Bible says that when they heard these things, they were cut to their heart, not in conviction, but in anger and rage, and they killed Stephen. This is what happens when you have a form of religion, a form of godliness, but you deny the power. You have no power of the Holy Spirit. It is the spirit of truth that leads you to all truth, convicts of sin, reveals unrighteousness. It judges the emotives of our heart. It judges right from wrong. What you're doing, you're being led to commit evil against those who have the Holy Spirit working in them and call them evil. You see, you are rejecting truth. 
This is called the mystery of iniquity, lawlessness, the spirit of Antichrist that gradually has removed boundaries of truth, morality, and doctrine, conscience, and the definition of sin. Sin has been redefined. No need of repentance. No need of conviction. We're under sloppy, greasy grace or cheap grace. It's important that we know that the spirit behind the grace revolution because it is what is allowing the church to fall away. The Apostle Paul addressed this in his day. says, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Romans 6, 15. Let's turn to Romans chapter 6, 15. What then shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? Certainly not, or God forbid. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves, to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. He's saying, just because we're not under the law but under grace, does that give us a license to sin, that we don't have to repent, that we don't have to have any conviction of the Holy Spirit? That's what he's talking about here. But the Apostle Paul says this in Romans 6 verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. No, God forbid. We're not to keep sinning because we think we're under grace. We're not under the law, but under grace. So, so many have said, well, this grace revolution says we once saved, always saved, no need to repent. We're covered under the blood from the past present, and future. I'm going to talk about that later in Hyper Grace, the Grace Revolution, what the truth is about the Grace Revolution. So, this is what happens. It is the rejection of truth, the spirit of truth, whom the world rejects, that will lead the masses by the mystery of lawlessness, or the mystery of iniquity, the spirit of Antichrist, who will deceive the very elect from counterfeit powers signs and wonders. We talked about that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9 and 12. And with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that all may be condemned who did not believe in the truth, but had unpleasure in unrighteousness. This powerful revelation of the Holy Spirit, the revealer of the last days. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. Paul is saying something pretty powerful here. It says, I want to go to the Amplified. Amplified is a good way to teach. It's a good way to find out more. Another one is I like is the Passion Bible. I have another Bible that I use called the, my Revival Study Bible. I use that also time and time again. You got to be able to be open so that you can understand the scripture and break it out more if you're going to be teaching the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 from the Amplified Bible. It says, For such men are counterfeit apostles, counterfeit apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, since Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So it is no great surprise 
if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, but their end will correspond with their deeds. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's pretty thick there, no? Another thing I want to talk about here is one more scripture we're going to look at. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. Here we go. Remember, we just talked about false apostles, false prophets. Here's what it says in verse 11. Jesus is talking to the disciples at the Mount of Olives. He was giving us an understanding of the last days. Look at it says here, Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. It says, many false prophets will appear and mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. The King James says that they're going to wax cold. They're going to grow cold. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. What does wax cold mean? What That word actually love is the Greek word agape. The love that we have for God and the love that we have for others will grow cold. Because the lawlessness, because the increase of sin and iniquity, lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. Because of lawlessness, the rise of open, blatant sin, where the world has rejected truth and embraced lawlessness. What love are we talking about? I told you that it's agape love. Love is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When we are loveless, we lose our sight on helping. Our faith is cold. Our love for truth has grown cold. Grown cold means cold air that's cool or freezes. That's a chill or wind. Because of lawlessness, because of iniquity, people's love for God and love for each other, love for the body of Christ will grow cold. It will wax cold. It will feel like cool or freezing. It no longer has life by a progressive wind that poisons you. So here we're saying that the lawlessness is coming to a peak. It's coming to reach its full potential. That the love, that word love is a Greek word meaning agape. The unconditional love of God, the, love, the unconditional love towards one another is uh, sapped. It's pulled from us and we lose it. We start allowing our our faith to grow cold. That's what causes many to fall. That word falling away is apostasy, or where we get the Greek word apostasia, apostasize, or we grow cold in our faith. We grow numb in our faith towards God and his people, and we become progressively cold-hearted. But then the scripture goes on to say, but those who endure, endure is something that means to stand strong. Those are they're steadfast, unmovable. You're not going anywhere. You remain in your position. You stand. You take a stand. It's a picture of soldiers who stay where they are despite the opposition. That means to stand firm. You plant your feet and you're not moving. That is what the Lord is saying. And then it goes on to say, and this gospel of the kingdom this gospel of the kingdom will be preached as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And then the end will come. So what is the whole purpose? Is it all about the signs? Is it just about the hard times? 
No, it is about all of this taking place so that we can prepare to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 24, 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed or will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Then the end will come. Do you see, as we're talking about the revealer of the Holy Spirit, the revealer, the spirit of truth, he's going to lead us into all truth. Let me tell you this. We have to stand strong because there's iniquity. Iniquity meaning lawless, people that have no morals, lawless attitude. That's, just what, that's what we're moving into. But at the same time, as this darkness is coming up, there's the glory of the Lord rising up. So we're at this time where the Holy Spirit is going to reveal truth. If we have eyes to see, spiritual eyes to see, and our ears are unclogged, we get wax in our ears, spiritual wax. What is that? From all the noise. We have noise fatigue, and after a while, we can't hear what God is saying. And the Holy Spirit is calling us to return to Him so that we can understand the times, the future. It said He's going to reveal the things to come. John chapter 16, where he says that uh, when the spirit of truth is come, he's going to lead us into all truth and reveal the things to come. You see, there's a revival of the Holy Spirit that is coming to invade the church before the Antichrist invades the body of Christ. Could it be that we're on the brink of the unveiling of the Antichrist as we see the spirit of lawlessness sweep the globe? The world wants to live in rebellion against God and do what it wants without any law or order. That's anarchy. That's rebellion. The scripture says that rebellion is, is as the sin of witchcraft. Are we not itching closer to that climax? The sin is becoming more open and bold as the people of God are being pushed into the closet. They want to keep us silent. They don't want us to talk about it. They want us to just go about our business. Just turn around, mind your own business, and keep going. But not on our watch. The watchman prophets are standing up, and we must endure with the truth and we need the spirit of truth the revealer of the last days to show us what is coming so we will not be deceived because the, the holy spirit's going to say we're going this way follow me he's going to tell us we got to go this way not towards the son of perdition he's going to lead us to the right direction so we must endure we must persevere because this is where we're going to and if you have a chance, if possible, listen to our program called How to Keep Your Sanctity in the World Gone Mad. I talk about the conditions that we're living in. If you want to also bring a companion to this one, that'll be a great audio to listen to. So we're closing here, but we have been having a great discussion on the Holy Spirit, the revealer of the last days. And as we have been talking about the Holy Spirit, we're going to probably keep talking about this, but I'm going to jump on to talking about the kingdom of God. And not only that, we're going to start letting you know the heart of the VOR as we're stepping into something new. We're seeing a shift happen. We're going to see a shift happen. And because of this shift, the church is leaving the building. And during this process, there's going to be two great things that we're going to see. We're going to see evangelism and discipleship on a huge scale. I'm going to come back talking to you about a very powerful project that I believe that it will bless you and we would like to see others be a part of that the Lord has put in our hearts to do. You see, we got revival. This is a revival program. 
And then I'm going to have a reformation program that is going to deal with prophetic news, current events, and the word of the Lord. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the news. This is going to be a news outlet like you never seen before. This is going to be different than your other news that you hear. This is not just about being a talking head. This is about bringing solutions, answers to the dilemma that we're facing right now, the crisis that's coming, the crisis that's on its way, so that we are not unprepared, but we are prepared for what is coming. There are so many things that are coming through the VOR, but let me close this right here. And I just want you to realize that the spirit of truth is wanting to invade us. The spirit of truth is wanting to lead us and guide us, but we must submit to the Holy Spirit. We cannot go anywhere or allow us to be led astray until we allow the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead us. Show us the direction. Show us the things to come. I'm already praying. Father, I just come before you in the name of Jesus. For those who are listening, for those who follow this broadcast, Father, I know that they are looking for truth, Lord. They're looking for answers. And Lord, the only one who can reveal those answers is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, the one who leads us into all truth. You're the revealer of the last days. You show us what is coming before it happens, Lord. So, Lord, open the eyes of your people. Open the ears of your people so they can hear, so they can see the things that are coming. Lord, I pray that watchmen would arise in this hour, that you would raise up prophetic watchmen, journalists, God, prophetic journalism, God. Lord, that you would raise up intercessors and prayer warriors and those who have visions and dreams will they will not hold him back anymore lord but they will begin to share what the lord is showing them for you have shown them things in, that are to come and they have been uncertain there are some as i pray father there have been some who have been holding back and sharing things because they thought that it was crazy but Lord, you're showing them, you're revealing them the things to come because the Holy Spirit, a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit is coming upon them right now. We release the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the gifts of the Spirit to operate. But before the gifts operate, let the fruit of the Spirit be evident, Father. I give you praise and I give you glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, have you been enjoying this broadcast on the Holy Spirit, these programs, this series? There's some more that we're going to be bringing, but we're going to take a break and we're going to come back to it. I'll be talking about the fruits versus the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. What are they for? What is the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit? You're really going to like this because we're trying to get you as much understanding and revelation of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's the governor of the kingdom. Once you understand what is the purpose of the governor of the kingdom, now you can really truly operate in this kingdom takeover, in this kingdom reformation that's coming, which we'll be talking about pretty soon. There's so much that is in store. Just continue to keep listening on I Call You Blessed Radio Thursdays. We have two times that we're on Thursdays. Then we come on Sundays. You can hear every message on the VOR.net. We have Every week, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as much as possible, we have been releasing at least two programs or more every week. And these release early in the morning. If you subscribe to us on Spotify, you subscribe to us 
on any of your favorite platforms. They are there and you will hear those programs as soon as they get there. And like I said, we're constantly bringing out new content and pretty soon our live shows coming up. We have been working on something that we believe will bless you, that will challenge you. And it's also going to help get the word out across this nation and around the world in two languages, in English and in Espanol, in English and in Spanish. This is Isaac with the Voice of Revival saying, will you be a voice of revival for your generation? Until next time, God bless you. Bye bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.